Hey, you guys. Hope everybody's doing good. Um, yeah, apologies recently. There hasn't um, been a super amount of podcasting. Um, it's not... There's, I don't really know why. Um, things um, things have been a little bit rocky. Um, not, not, not my running. Like, running's been great. Um, which I guess is pretty awesome. Um, so I, I've, I've been training really, really well and probably training the best I've ever trained, to be honest. Um, and that's been fun. And, and I think it's been good because it is it is obviously what you hope will happen and I guess what like you can plan to happen, but it doesn't always work out that way. So um, yeah, it's been really fun to see the transition from... I mean, it seems such a long time ago now that I was back in Belfast and, you know, and even in Portugal and, you know, in Portugal, I was struggling to do like the K reps on the track. But, um, you know, here I am doing like mile reps at altitude, the speed that I couldn't do the K reps in like in Portugal when I was struggling. Sorry, excuse me, for those like few days or whatever, or few weeks, sorry. but it just seems like such a long time ago and um you know when you look back so i i struggled april and may but i did start to like resurrect things in may um i think that's what you gotta do you've got to be like really proactive about um like trying to figure out what's going on whether it's physical whether it's mental whether it's a little bit of both um, and then being proactive about fixing that because you know the longer the longer you let something drag and drag and drag, like it it can just it can just throw you off for a much longer period of time than than it needed to is what I'm gonna say. Um, and so really it wasn't that long ago. Like between you know at the end of May things weren't actually going like fantastic just yet but you know by the end of July I was able to go back to the Irish champs and and have a really good day um and you can't really do that if you're not basically proactive and you don't like you 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 can't do that if you don't put in the work to just fix things basically um and sometimes it's psychological and sometimes it's going to be physical and um I think one of the key things I've learned over the years and, and you know, like I'm by no means like uh, I, I don't know everything and, you know, I'm only 30 and I'm sure I'll learn a lot more. But um, anytime where I've went through a rough patch, um, mainly emotionally, um, rarely physically with my sort of issues or, or sometimes it's a little bit of physical and, and more emotional. Um, one of the things that always like pisses me off when when things things in the past have often sorted themselves out and and that's just been like a time thing so if i've been going through something when i was younger and um struggling to deal with it emotionally and um what i used to do is i used to shut the body down and um i almost went into like a like a i I have a self-induced coma but not really obviously um, but I, I used to like shut myself down and shut myself away from everybody and almost like hide and um, not take care of any of my business, whether it was schoolwork, whether it was running and 
Um, the time would come when, you know, whatever the emotional trauma that I was dealing with at the time had passed. And, you know, maybe I'd think to myself, at one point I'd probably, you know, when things weren't going well and I was having an emotional period, there was probably a period of time where I was thinking I'm never running again. And, and running probably wasn't even the culprit, but I probably blamed running and thought this is running's fault. And, um, and I probably thought, yeah, I'm never running again and things like this. And, um, and then when things pass and things settle, I realized that I love running and I'm going to get back into it or whatever. And, and then like, I'd be pissed off because I'd be like, well, fuck, like for, for six weeks you didn't run and, and now you're out of shape. Um, just set. So yeah, so one thing I've sort of learned to do is I've been going through some stuff in Flagstaff over the last like probably like two weeks and just some personal things going on and um, a bit of a change in situation and um, that's been yeah that's been an adjustment and, you know that's been like playing on my mind and. Um, with running, everything's connected. So, like, if your mind's a bit busy, um, it can be difficult um, to always focus. You know, um, I, I was doing a hill session, and I, I just my mind was just racing. And Haas was there, and you know, we did a four-mile tempo, and then we did some hills. And um, I'm doing the hills, and Haas is like, "Are you okay?" And like, he meant like, "How's the hills going?" And I was like, "Yeah, like." fuck you know my mind is busy but I'm, I'm doing I'm doing what I can to just soldier through um, and I actually ended up having a, a pretty good session considering um, and then since that I've done I, I like it you guys can follow on Strava and stuff so I, I don't want to like I, the podcast for me isn't about like going into huge amounts of specific detail about sessions but what I what I will say about the sessions is the reason I've been so the reason I'm so excited about my fitness and I, and I, this is definitely the fittest I've ever been by quite a way. And the reason I'm so excited about that is because, um, I, everything has felt under control. So there's been a real level of control in everything that I'm doing. And I keep reminding myself what Kipchoge says and Kipchoge's like, you know, you have to train at like 85%, I think is what he sort of mentioned. And, you know, you shouldn't be looking to like hammer, um, and so I've kind of been doing that and I've kind of been like keeping, keeping things under control. And, you know, I think, I, I think what he means by that, like at the end of the day, Kipchoge doesn't train at 85% because if he does like a sprint, you know, if, if Kipchoge does a hill sprint, there's no way he's doing it at 85%. But I think what he means by that and what I'm taking from that is like, you know, if, if your session is you're going to run at 85% of your marathon pace. Like, you don't have to sit at what 100% would be. And what I mean by that is, if 85% of your marathon pace is, let's say for argument's sake, six-minute mileing, like, you don't have to sit right at six, right? So maybe your marathon pace is 540, maybe 85% is six minutes. I didn't do the maths there. Um, so if that's the key is... You know, maybe he hovers between like, like six, which is 85% of marathon pace, um, or 100% of 85%. I'm I'm confusing the issue, but basically what I'm saying is, you know, Kipchoge does not sit at 85% all the time because when he's on the track, 
you know, he does pretty fast reps, and it's certainly not 85% of his marathon pace, etc., etc. But it's the idea that you don't have to always be on the limiter. So in the past, I've been guilty of, like, let's say a coach has said, Scully, I want you to go to a run, and I want you to sit at 170 heart rate. I will fucking average 170 or 171. I will be on it from the gun. <laughs> um, and, and I think the idea or what I've taken from, like, the – Kipchoge side of things is, you know, you don't have to be like on it the whole time. Like it's okay to like run the first, let's say it's a 40 minute tempo at around 170 heart rate. It actually, the perfect execution in my opinion of that is, you know, 10 to 20 minutes just working your heart rate up to a, to a pretty solid level. Maybe it sits at 165 after 20 minutes. And then in the next 20 to 30 minutes, you start pushing it up closer to 170. And then towards the end, you you're, you sit around 170. And, and I think I think it comes down to like how eager we are to improve and how eager we are to get better. We always, we always you know, we want to jump on it. Oh, yeah, like, you know, boom, get the 170 or boom, get the marathon pace or don't worry about the wind, hit pace, et cetera, et cetera. We're, we're, just, we're just eager to get better and um like excited and, and and you know that's that that tends to be when like you you push it maybe a little bit too hard or um like etc etc um, so so yeah so i've been trying to that's that's where my excitement comes from like i've said like i've been i've been doing some pretty good sessions and um you know i did some mile reps at altitude and they were pretty good and then i did like a sort of like an extended fart leg which was it was eight miles but i probably would have liked that they've been like 10 i think when you're starting the marathon type stuff you should be like pushing it out to like eight to ten but we'll get there and that's like the next that's the next step is to start i i call it like lengthening so once you've built a a pretty solid amount of fitness and once you're in a pretty good place and fitness side of things whether that's 10k half marathon etc etc then what you need to do is start to lengthen so it's really simple like i just slow things down and and keep going Um, and and so that's my plan this morning i'm on my way to a place called camp verde and i just dropped matthews off at the airport he's going to go back to canada for the weekend and I'm going to, I need to sneeze, hang on. Oh, wow. Nice. Anyway, I'm going to um, Camp Verde to do some, um, probably some like threshold type stuff. And oh, I just sprayed my coffee all over my face. Yeah, that's far too hot. Can't drink that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, place called Camp Verde, um, I'm going to do some, some threshold down here, um, I don't, I don't actually know exactly what I'm going to do, um, I wanted to do 12 mile in one go, um, I actually kind of wanted to do longer than that, um, it's kind of got to the point now where, like, I'm not a million miles away from the marathon, um, I want to say it's probably like seven weeks to go, um, and if I look back at the training that I've done, I don't know that I've done a great job so far of, like I say, extending the fitness that I have. Um, so Hass had I we I had he had mentioned that two times five mile, um, I negotiated that to two times six, 
Um, but I think I'm just going to play it by ear. I think it could be quite hot down here today. Um, but I, I personally would probably rather have done like, um, this is not me like saying that you should like be questioning what you and your coach talk about, etc., etc. Like Haas knows that it's going to be really hot down here in Camp Verde today, and and it will. It'll probably sit at like 90 degrees plus, um, and I would imagine that's where he's coming from with breaking it up. Um, I don't like to break it up. I I I very rarely break my tempos up. Like I kind of just like motoring on. Um, like I mean I I break it up anyway because I'm gonna have to stop to get like. A drink and stuff like it's just me traveling down this morning so pretty much i'm going to be doing um it's a three mile loop and at the end of each three mile loop um i'll i'll stop and grab my drink and then there's a little smaller loop you can do and i'll practice like carrying the drink and like drinking from the bottle etc etc um doha you need to practice that a little bit more because in Doha, you're probably going to be fi- you'll probably find yourself running with a drink more often than not. Whereas in previous marathons, that's not really the case. You know, you 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 don't need to drink as much. Um, so I kind of need to practice that. Um, so what I'll do is, like I say, I'll do three mile loop. Um, I'll stop my watch, of course. Um, I, I before London Marathon. I used to do, I think when I had like longish long runs, like let's say 24 miles or whatever, um, I would just park my car at Victoria Park in Belfast and go do a five mile loop, come back, open the trunk of my car, drink my juice, throw it back in the trunk and just run off again. And I, I don't really complicate, like if you need to pause your watch to have a drink or something like this in your mid-tempo, like I, I don't complicate stuff like that because... If I had a coach cycling on the bike with me, well, then it would be awesome. You know, I'd, I'd keep going and I'd, I wouldn't have to stop my watch and all the rest of it. But what I'm not going to do is rush back to the car, like, like basically grab my drink out of the roasting hot sun and like, you know, run with it, dump it on the side of the road and then find in another lap's time. Oh, yeah, I, I needed that. <laughs> so like, where did I dump it or? Um, so I, I don't mind. I don't really complicate that. Like I, I probably only stop for like 15 seconds to grab a couple of swigs of the juice, and um, and then I, I off I go again. And um, today I'll today I'll probably mix. I, I'll probably do after three miles. Um, I'll probably have some electrolytes, and then after like six miles, so each lap I'll mix between the um, electrolytes from Connecticut um, and the Morten energy drink and like the carbohydrate fuel type drink. Um, so I, I think that'll work quite well. Um, if I'm going to go a little bit further, it's probably worth having um, some like Morten. Um, but, I, but I think the hydration for Doha and stuff is like the key, like I've always talked about. Um, so yes, yeah, so, like, that's where that's where things are kind of at. Um, I... I I, I need to figure out what I'm doing, um, not like figure out, but I, I've talked about it and, and you know, I, I told you guys in the last podcast that I was going to go to St. Moritz and, and race Copenhagen Half Marathon and um, I kind of looked at Copenhagen Half Marathon and it's not the race that I thought it would be, um, just a sec. If you go look at the results of Copenhagen Half, 
Um, there is a lot of guys, um, I would say, running 61. I think last year there was 19 people ran like 61.30 or faster. Um, but the, the person after that was like 63.52. Um, now, I don't know. He might have even went at 61.30 or 60. I would imagine most people go. There's probably two groups. There's like a 58 to 59 minute group. And then I bet there's a 61 minute group. Um, and if you're not involved in either of those two groups, I think it's a very lonely half marathon. Um, it's like I said, it's a super fast course, and that was really exciting. And um, but actually, we we found a half marathon in America that might suit a little bit better. Um, so we're looking at Philadelphia half marathon in the middle of September, and that. That then allows the trip to humidity that I talked about, and um, which would be, I, I mean, obviously the marathon's in a humid place, so I think it makes a lot of sense to go to the humidity and learn and, and see what sort of like, I don't know, see what I can practice there. And um, I want to practice things like, you know, before I go, like I, I want to I weigh myself, then I want to go for like a one-hour run and not drink fluids and come back and see what I weigh, etc., etc. And then, like, a week later, I want to do the same one-hour run and, like, weigh myself and see what has happened in the space of a week's time. And, if, like, so, so just practice, like, does the acclimation, how does the acclimation process work? And, um, like, you know, do I, do I start sweating less, etc., etc.? And is it consistent? And, and also, like, you know, a lot of guys are going to travel to Doha, myself included, and not really know how much fluids to drink. Like, I, I had the opportunity. I could have done some sweat testing, but um, I, it's not that I didn't see it as valuable. Um, I did see it as valuable, but I also am quite well aware that I think there's only so much you can drink and absorb anyway. So I think most people will be drinking and trying to absorb the upper limit of the body's capabilities, basically. Um, and maybe you can push that. I don't really know. Maybe that's something I should be trying to push while I'm in, like, um, while I'm at the humidity camp. Um, I, I don't know how that works, to be perfectly honest. Um, so, yeah, so it looks like I'll go to humidity, um, and it looks like I'll, I'll practice a few things there, um, drinking more. You know, I, I went before, and I, I, I had a really good time there. Um, it, it brings its own problems, humidity. Um, it, it, it will still be like a camp-type scenario, but what I mean by it brings its own problems is you have to train a bit earlier in the morning. Um, I, I find sleeping at sea level, like, difficult because you – you get into a deeper sleep, which is great for recovery. But like, if you're in a deeper sleep, it's harder to fucking come out of it at five o'clock in the morning. And if I I had to get up pretty early this morning, I got up at six o'clock this morning. And every day that Under Armour was in town over the last week, like doing some filming and photo shoots and stuff, um, we got up at like six o'clock every morning. But at altitude, that's like really easy to do. At sea level. Not so much. Um, so like I said, it brings its own um, little issues. And um, I'm not necessarily looking forward to getting up at 5 o'clock to have a coffee and 
go run at six o'clock. Um, but it, like, I'm a fucking true professional, so like everything, I'll I'll make it work. Um, I sat down last night and um, I, I my mind has been a little bit busy, like I told you guys, with a few like personal things going on. And um, I sat down last night and I was like just just going over a few things, and I went, you know what, kid, like you're healthy, you're you're the fittest you've ever been, and and you know that was not the case in May, so. You know, even though the mind is busy and, and even though I was going over things sometimes, some days, I, I was pretty proud of myself. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing to do. I think it's a good thing to reflect. It's a good thing to look back. And, and you know, if I look at how far I've came since since back in April and May, when when I don't know that it was, some of that was my fault. Some of that was complacency. We talked about that back then. And not taking care of the little things. I'm back doing all the little things. Um, you know, I caught up with my sports psychologist yesterday. I wanted to talk to him about humidity and, like, did he think it was a good idea? And um, is it just me not being super settled? Is it just me, like, not wanting to go, et cetera, et cetera, not wanting to stay in flag? Not because I dislike flag, but I'm just a pretty unsettled person and I find it hard to sit still in one place for longer periods of time um, but anyway um, I the first thing Gary asked me is are you still looking after your feet um, this is my sports psychologist and um, it's a it's an interesting thing I, my, my feet are pretty beat up as you could probably imagine and, and I, I put a I remember after Houston Marathon putting a Instagram up of me having an ice bath and uh, a couple of people were commenting back I think some lady was like a like a podiatrist and <laughs> my feet are so bad and they're not actually they're yeah they're pretty bad but they're not like I mean they're not the worst ever it's not like a horror movie um but anyway, I, I started looking after my feet a bit better, you know, doing like Epsom baths, like with just a little foot massager and adding like tea tree oil. And twice a day after the morning run and just before I go to bed, I put on tea tree oil. And that's supposed to help with like infections and the fungus and stuff that grows, which sounds disgusting. But like we're runners. Fuck, this is this is just how it is. Um, and anyway, um, so that's what he asked me. And. And, and I mean, I knew why he's asking me because um, when we when I sat down with Gary in April, um, and and I told you guys about this, but we on the whiteboard we drew up um, a, it was the square and it was the square of performance, and then you go to complacency, um, and then you go to I think it's like it was in denial, and then confusion. Or maybe it was complacency, sorry, performance, complacency, confusion, and then action, and then back to performance. Um, and and I, it was something like that. Um, and, and anyway, like, when we, when we talked about, like, wh- while you're in the performance section, like, he was, he was asking, like, you know, what are some of the common things that are happening when you're in that performance sort of area? And I was like, well, shit, you know, like when you're on top and you're performing, you're taking care of all the little things, you're doing your pre-run activation stuff and you're doing your core, you're doing your gym stuff, you're getting physio, you're getting massage, you're looking after your feet, you know, you're looking after your own psychology, whether it's an app like Headspace, um, whether it's talking to someone like Gary, whether it's at the end of each week, 
going back over your pillars. You know, I remember I talked to you guys about your pillars and the things that in life you, you think are important to you and you assess, okay, where are we at? You know, because just because at the start of fucking June, you had like spoke to your parents and you had been really good to your kids and you were in a really good place with your family life does not mean that at the beginning of August, you're still in that really good place. And so it's important to reflect all the time because just because it's not a priority for you that week, it's still one of the things that you identified as being an important pillar in your life. And it will fucking catch up with you, right? So this is what happens. Eventually, something that you might not prioritize that week will eventually, in a month's time, cause a bit of a breakdown. Because you might be like, oh, I fucking feel neglected. I haven't seen my friends in in six weeks. Like, what the fuck? Um, So you need to keep on top of shit like that. Like, you need to... And that's that's the review. That's the psychological review at the end of most weeks. Where am I at? Like, how's my balance? You know, have I been just focusing too much on work? Have I been just focusing too much on myself? Um, Have I been neglecting my friends, my kids? Um, have I not done enough running? Um, in, in the running that I'm doing, am I doing it the way I should be doing it? Is it a disciplined approach or am I just winging it? There's heaps of shit can go on when it comes to reviewing. Um, and I think that's important. Um, so, yeah, so that that's that's roughly, you know, I talked to Gary. We're looking after the little things. I, I think I'm back in this performance place because I nurtured my body back to there. You know, I put all the little things back in place. I put some fucking big things back in place, which was like a big month at altitude. And that's another three weeks coming up tomorrow, you know, finishing back at altitude. And and so some really big things got put back in place, like some big pillars that um, have worked for me in the past. But then all the little things complemented that, the yoga, back in the gym, and back doing some like, I, I'm guilty that I'm, I have to say I'm not doing this every day, but um, the prehab, the activation stuff, maybe that's really important that I get that back in place over the next lot of weeks, given that I do have a fucking world championship coming up. Um, but yeah, look, it's a, it's a nice spot to be in. Gratitude is owed um, to everybody around me, um, which is really important too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, I don't know how today's going to go. I, I have a feeling it'll probably go all right. Um, but like I said, Kipchoge, 85%. Some places I fucked up in the past is coming to Camp Verde and just running way too hard. Um, and then I've uploaded it to Strava and thought I'm Billy Big Balls and um, ended up starting a race with sore hamstrings. So that's where it gets you. Um so yeah, so I'm gonna go down here. I'm gonna put in a pretty solid shift, and then I'll drive back to Flag um, and organize my life and figure out what's happening with humidity. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'll try to upload it um, when I'm doing the warm up this morning. Um, but yeah, take care.